Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I'm confused. I thought we were going to be watching a Stephen King adaptation, not a documentary about life in the Midwest. Um, I thought we were a horror channel, not a not a realism podcast. This is this is un unfamiliar territory to me. I'm Hannah. I mean, uh, <laughs> sometimes the real world is the scariest thing. That's true. Shit, you right. <laughs> Children of the Corn is a documentary. Yes. Yep. We watched <laughs> Children of the Corn tonight. Um, we did. It was funny there was as a hell. Lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of corn. I like this um, movie. So there was so much naming. corn and children There's everywhere. There are children and corn everywhere. There's only one thing worse than corn. Boom. A, a child. child. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh well also um we should mention that sarah connor is in this movie she is yes linda hamilton in the house was this before or after she was sarah connor i think this was before what is it? yeah I think okay. terminated we had her 19, first. I, this was like the same year wasn't it because this children of the corn came out in 1984 yeah yep yeah, so did the Terminator. So this was like the same oh. year for her. So this was basically like her best year ever. <laughs> Good for her. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, so we, I think that this is another one that a lot of our listeners will be familiar with because I would say Children of the Corn is kind of a cult classic. Emphasis mm-hmm. on cult. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, we've all three, we had all three seen this before, right? Yeah, I had I have seen at least. Um, a certain person who was internet famous, who shall not be mentioned, review of it, but I'd never actually watched the movie uh, for myself. Okay, fair enough. Um, I did watch that video too, <laughs> back in like yeah. you know 2015 when it was still funny to me. So, what did you think of Children of the Corn? I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and it felt very fall. It it was perfect for the vibes of October, um, and it's living very in the Midwest. Midwestern fall, yeah, yes, yeah. and living in the Midwest my whole life, and like they filmed this in Iowa. Actually, they say it's in Nebraska, but it was actually in Iowa, and I could. I was so impressed with the movie the whole time. I'm like, wow, you if this was made in California, they they nailed it. They nailed the whole wow, this town is just a street in it. And it's like, yep, that's that's the Midwest. <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to nail a Midwest aesthetic if you go out to the Midwest to shoot. It's also probably a lot cheaper mm-hmm. to shoot up there. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Doing um, on location stuff is beneficial sometimes. Usually very the, true. the better. There are three films I know about the Midwest. One is a documentary that recently came out called Storm Lake, which is about a family-run press in a nearby town that is extremely liberal within, like, a conservative Bible belt and how they survive in, like, the age where print media is going out. I highly recommend it. It's a very good documentary. The other one is Field of Dreams, which is eh. And then this. <laughs> I was. These are the three Midwest films. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say Field of Dreams. Yeah, if you build yep. it, they will come. 
If you build it, they will come. He who I've never gone weirdly really enough will come. <laughs> it's God. It's James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh boy. I guess for those who are not familiar with Children of the Corn, we can give a quick synopsis. The movie opens with all the adults just straight up being murdered. Yep. Yeah. This is Kids Next Door Gone Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's there's a scene in the diner where they all get slaughtered that I remember for some reason as a kid, I, I must have seen it like in a video store. Or something, because that, like, sequence has been, like, with me my whole life, where I, like, I was scared of that scene where the kid gets blood splattered on his face after they kill his dad right in front of him, or they, they stick that guy's hand in the meat grinder. Like, that's just been a scene that's been with me, like, as long as I can remember. Like, Tim Curry as Pennywise, like, going, you'll float too. It's just it always been in the back of my brain, and I don't know how it got there, because I've never watched this movie till now. Yeah, that's interesting. It definitely yeah. is, like, a really iconic image. Like, that was one this of the things movie... that I remembered the most from the first time I watched it. So, I hadn't watched this movie until a couple years ago, um, but my mom used to tell me all the time stories about how her sisters would make her watch scary movies with them. So, like, she, they, like, would drag her into the living room and, like, sit there and hold her eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> and make her Jesus. watch Children of the Corn and shit like that. And, like, she was always, like, horrified afterwards. But, like, that's just... Her sisters were mean. Aww. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's sad. That's right. I mean, she still talk talks to them and they're nice now, but, like, they were not nice when they were kids. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Uh, the thing that sticks out to me whenever I think about this movie is the is one that my uh, my aunts tortured my mom. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's just having siblings. I don't know. I feel like I was the bitchy one uh, of of the siblings. Oh, I never I held anybody was. down, but <laughs> no, I was like actually pretty mean. I don't think I was ever mean as a kid, but maybe. Who knows? Um, sometimes kids are just douches. And yeah. Oh, yeah. As we they see in the this whole movie. empathy learning process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, these kids yeah. skip that process. Um, yeah. So we find out that Isaac is the ringleader of the town's children. Showing up in his little his little hat. His little, <laughs> his little hat. I know. Hat. He's like honestly like a goth icon. Like I would wear his outfit. Yeah, he's very Midwestern goth. Love oh that. yeah. These kids also nail the I've got a secret sneer. Like they do it like do. they have this yeah. slow smile that creeps on their face when they're about to do murder, and it's very effective. Like I was kinda like, ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. Well done. Children. Like they do they do really pull off being scary. Like, it's hard to be scared of a kid. But, like, these these actors really pull it off. Like, I would definitely yeah. be scared if I encountered them. I, I actually think Isaac's um, actor is a little older than he looks. Um, but I'm not... Yeah, I think he's an adult who has um, a condition where he looks a lot, like, a, a lot younger than he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, he did a really great job. Which would exp so. 
Oh yeah, which would explain the Shakespearean gravitas of his like oh, yeah. sermons. He's, He's just, like, just I fucking love scenery. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. But that was yeah, the other thing John I thought Franklin. they and I'm oh. going to look up how old he was in this. <laughs> he also plays Cousin It in the Addams Family movies. Are you shitting me right now? What? No. <laughs> you got so excited. I love Cousin so It. He was, He's so good. He was 25 when he played uh, uh, Isaac. Wow. This yeah. man is an icon. Yeah. I mean, I can relate because I also like... I mean, like, obviously mine is a little different because it's not a medical condition, but I do just have baby face. Yeah. Sometimes people mm. just have baby face. Like, when I was yeah. working at at schools for a while, I was a photographer, um, and I would go to different schools and do, like, picture day and stuff, and, like, routinely teachers thought I was a student. Oof. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think... I'm gonna double check really quick because I think, yeah, everyone else was about like five to ten years younger than him, uh, for like the teenagers in this movie. Yeah, so I Courtney think one Gaines of the was, like maybe seventeen or so. Uh... Um, Courtney Gaines hmm. is the guy who plays Malachi. Gotcha. One of the things that really sells the horror for me in this movie is one. The sheer number of children, because, like, it doesn't really matter how small they are if there's a bunch of them. And um, the other thing is their absolute commitment to their religious fervor is also absolutely terrifying. Like, when you see them absolutely enraptured with the, the horrifying sermons that Isaac is telling, or the scary rituals where they put blood in the corn, and then they drink the blood in the corn, um, that's yeah. genuinely terrifying of just how committed they are to... To the corn. The bit. The bit. The bit. The bit. <laughs> yeah. You gotta. Yeah, there's definitely a commentary on um, religion and uh, the people who, you know, get a little too fervorous about it. Um, and mm-hmm. some of it is, like, really on the nose. And, like, some of the lines, yeah. like, at the beginning when... Um, our heroes are listening to the radio in their car and a sermon comes on and they're like laughing and you know there's some very like obvious on the nose lines about (laughs) religion and stuff but i guess like for me the stuff with the kids really works Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like showing their hypocrisy and stuff yeah yeah Stephen King is never subtle in that he does not like the church, which I'm... The older I get, the more I'm like, I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> the organized yeah. religion has some done some fucked up shit. And yeah, it's interesting seeing how they talk about, like, bringing them in young. And I, still, I will say this one is more kind towards religion because... Like, he has, like, two different speeches, and in one speech he's like, no religion is legitimate without compassion and love, and I'm like, this is a lot more tame than his usual fuck the, fuck the Christians ideology. Okay, Steve. Although I don't think he wrote the script for this one. I think he wrote the screenplay, and then they gave it, at least according to Wikipedia, then they gave it to someone else, because Stephen King's not really a screenwriter. Yeah. So I think I had mentioned our heroes, um... 
Miss Sarah Connor and dude whose name I forgot. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor> Brett- guy. <laughs> Bro- it's something with a B. Brody? B- B- Baron? <laughs> I don't remember. Baby. I'm sorry. Dr. Guy. That's what I've been yeah, calling okay. him Dr. in my head. Oh. Sarah Connor and Dr. Guy. So they're um they're on like vacation or something, right? Yes. Something. Yeah. And so like, like he just got out of med school. Oh, that's right. And I don't know why they chose Nebraska of all places, but <laughs> they're in Who Nebraska. Knows? I assume they were maybe they were driving through it. I that I'm sure maybe. probably. But it's just funny to me to imagine like going to Nebraska for vacation. Yeah, so what's happening is they, they drive through and they hit a kid. <laughs> Oh and my that's god, that scene is jarring. In. Yeah, that's how their stuff all connects with the what else is going on is that they're trying to find someone to like talk to about the fact that they just ran over a child. Which is yeah, how you know they're not the from the Midwest because you just drive past that every other day and if you live here. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have read that a lot of murder happens in Iowa, so... So much. Well, there's nothing to do here but fucking die. Damn. Well, I mean, harvest <laughs> corn, too. And you make movies, corn? I guess. Make cult can... classic movies. Yeah. Make a movie. You can do drugs. And you can get murdered. Those are Put the that on the side. Four things. <laughs> it's the four good things life. to do. And... It's the good life. <laughs> Until it isn't. So, anyway, through a series of events, they end up in the town that Isaac is in charge of. And they're, like, looking everywhere for adults, but there aren't any around, and they're super confused. They're like, where's all the adults? Yeah, they come across... They're dead. (laughs) Yeah, they come across a brother and sister who we meet at the beginning of the film, and these two kids are, like, not impressed with Isaac. No, they, like, hate him. (laughs) So they're trying to help one of their friends, I think his name is Joseph leave that name is gonna haunt me forever um (laughs) um, so they're trying to help this kid named joseph leave because he's like i'm out of here i hate malachi and i hate isaac and they don't have any control over me and so like they're they're like watching to make sure that like no one's watching him leave and then so they just scream nobody's looking (laughs) really loud yeah that does crash so good (laughs) these kids are sassy and hilarious like they are legit they have a great sense of timing and i love it like there's one scene the kid's doing voiceover um and he's like isaac won't let us play games but i guess that's because no one invited him and i was like that is savage child yeah damn those two kids are great uh, so mm-hmm. they kind of are helping our main characters and explain to them what's going on. And then um, Isaac finds out that these two adults are coming to town because uh, the sister, I think her name was Sarah, right? Yeah, her name is Sarah. Yes. Um, she it's has Sarah visions. and Job. Those are her okay. names. Very biblical. Um, yeah. So she has visions of the future and like draws them. And so Isaac finds her drawings and is like, oh, people are going to come to town. So he's all prepared. And then they 
catch uh, Sarah Connor and drag her off, and they like tie her to a cross in the cornfield and are going to light her on fire. But then Isaac and Malachi kind of start to fight, because Malachi's like, oh, we should use her to lure the other uh, trespasser out. And Isaac's like, no, we can't take her down, because this is a holy place and we can't remove her from it. And uh, Malachi just, like, beats the shit out of Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) He does! Yeah, he, like, beats the crap out of him and then, like, ties him up to, like, a big crucifix. Yeah, he takes takes Sarah Connor down and puts up Isaac. Yeah, her her character in this is named Vicky, but I don't know why I can remember that and not anyone else's name. I mean, fair. Well, you remembered Isaac and Malachi. I know, but like the main characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the people that we're supposed to be rooting for. It starts with a B. I know that much. This is good. I won't thing. Wikipedia it. By this point, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a thing I really um, want to figure out for myself. So he does end up coming out to try to help her. And um, there's a lot of struggle and... Eventually, like, Malachi burns Isaac and kills him as a sacrifice to he who walks between the rows. By shooting him off into the sky like a bottle rocket. But then, so then, like, the two main characters are kind of fighting with Malachi. And the guy gives his big speech. And then Isaac walks out of the cornfield, but he looks all messed up. Like, he's grown horns, and his hair is gray, and he's like, he wants you too, Malachi. And then, uh, he who walks between the rows is, like, trying to kill everyone, basically. So they gotta light him on fire. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it- wait, isn't that how they kill the one who walks between the rows? Yeah. It just yeah, so, up. like, they recite, like, a passage about- false gods or whatever and then explode him <laughs> you got problems with the devil have you tried bloating him up <laughs> i haven't done that yet but maybe oh, well there you go that that's one in mind yeah i wish that is very that's like very mentality. much the, um, the winchester mentality of like well just shoot <laughs> yeah. the ghost just shoot it just straight up murder and then they do have a little like it's kind of implied that the two main characters are going to adopt Sarah and Job, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then there's one final scare that I love where, like, one of the, the like, mini preachers hides in their car while they try to get their stuff to go walk to the nearest town. And she just jumps out and goes, you must die! And they just slam a car door in her face and she passes out and everyone just kind of walks away while the credits roll. And it's fantastic. I love it. It's amazing. It's very funny. Yeah, I just, honestly, I always have a really good time when I'm watching this film. Mm-hmm. I see why it's a cult and classic. It's got a great vibe. no made it. <laughs> that yeah. does make it, like, I do wonder how that affects my perception of the film. But at the same time, I do think I would stand by that. I love the vibe of this film and I get why it's a cult classic. It's just a good, good time, enough spookiness, enough silliness, enough, like, fun 
these kids are just fantastic also. Like, the, mm-hmm. when they're scary, they go 110% scary. When they need to be sassy, they're 110% sassy. It's, when they're scared, I'm scared. Like, that's the other way to really get me, is if you make a good kid character and put them in distress, th- my immediate response is, no, save yeah. the child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, even though there's a few moments that are, like, kind of silly, um, I think that this movie really nails the atmosphere, and, like, it mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. it gets all the really important things right. Like, the acting, I thought, was, like, you know, pretty solid, and the, like I said, the atmosphere, and uh, actually the production design is really good. Like, I oh, love yeah, the yes. church. Where the kids yeah. have, like, drawn on the paintings and stuff. It's just, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. The, like, cut-out human eyes over, like, pasted over, like, the Virgin Mary paintings and the Jesus paintings look so creepy. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, like, a someone crayon or painted over Jesus, little baby Jesus, and he was just vomiting. He just vomited up a storm. <laughs> Wonderful. I like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the lighting of this film. It one I'm going to say it again. It just really captures like living in the Midwest and it I think we talked about this a little bit in um oh shit, what was it? Just the use of color. It was in The Babysitter. The use of color in horror. I love horror movies that take place in broad daylight because I feel like a lot of suspense can be very easily built just with darkness and shadows, but in this one everything is out in plain daylight. But this is very folk horror where the horror is in the people around you that surround you every day and the fact that you can't hide and the fact that every it's like everyone is against you and that is very clear here like there was one shot i love the composition where the guy is running from the kids and he's just trapped in the middle of this gray asphalt street as they all circle around him in this overhead shot and it's just visually they they nail the theme of like the the fear of community like isolating and attacking you like i really enjoyed that mm-hmm. and then it, when it turned dark it was kind of that same atmosphere too they managed to capture this openness and vulnerability with the torchlight and being in the middle of a cornfield so it's it's both claustrophobic but the opposite of it i think agoraphobic as, is the term so it's like those two at the same time and that's yeah that's the midwest being baby <laughs> open spaces yeah are you guys scared of corn now no, I mean, no. I'm scared of what it does to my bowels. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was fixing to say that. Um, so have you guys, do you know anything about the sequels? Not a damn thing. No. Can't okay, say yeah, I, I was like, I don't know anything about the sequels either, but I know there's like a bunch of them. Did Fritz direct those too? No. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Did you guys talk about, um... How you know Fritz? Not yet. Um, we can't yet. No. Do you, Do you wanna? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Hobnob with the greats. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think we've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but the university that we went to for um, a little while, the head of the film department was the director of this movie. His name is Fritz Kirsch. And he's really cool, and uh, we really love him. So we reached out to him and invited him to come on our show. So next week, we will be airing our interview with him. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's very, very kind to agree to have done this with us, and we're really hyped. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's really cool um, when you actually get to know someone who has made stuff, because it really changes your perspective on media from, like, something that is, like, a one-way um, system of just you viewing something to, you know... Um, a relationship between you and the person who made the thing and you kind of get to see the humanity and, and like think about the people who made the props who made the films and like how inventive they are and how like this isn't just who they are they are so they're a person they're a human being can you believe that and sometimes I forget that because I'm can just so believe? involved in the process of being an audience member that I forget to engage with it on a like a creative level and just like put myself in their shoes and think about what it what it's actually like to make a film which is really weird mm-hmm. since I was in film school so you think I'd remember better yeah I mean you've made a film I did it was weird but like that's what I'm saying I'm like I've made one so I should relate more to what it's like to actually have to make something and I don't know the fact that it stood the test of time this long is pretty damn impressive. Like, I feel like all of us have an image from this film in our brain somewhere, whether we've seen it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I think about this movie, what I think of is uh, Isaac sitting in the diner window with that evil grin on his face. <laughs> That's what I think of. Yeah. I well, think and I remember when I was a ice kid. Cream and getting blood splattered on him. <laughs> Yes, when I was a kid, um, we had this video rental store, and I used to sneak to the back and look at all the horror movie titles, and just the covers and the back, reading the backs would scare me, and I remember the two that scared me the most were Children of the Corn, this one, because the sickle and the corn, and I was like, oh, I live by corn! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and the other one was Bride of Chucky, because I was like, that's a one fucked up doll. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think uh, just looking at Jennifer Tilly um, might have uh, awakened some thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. 100%. For sure. Miss Tilly. Miss yeah. Tilly. Is this our first Stephen King on this podcast? Like our first Stephen King movie? Uh, No, we did Gerald's Game. No, Gerald's Game. That's right. This is the... Yes. Yes. I think so. I can't... Re- Man, it's getting hard to remember. <laughs> So we've done so many. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do we have any last thoughts about Children of the Corn? Specifically Children of the Corn, I like this movie. I think it's a great seasonal pick to get you in the Halloween mood. Um, I think if you live in the Midwest, you will feel seen. You will feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last thoughts are... Um, Watch this one just for the heck of it, because it's really fun, and um, I think that, uh, you know, it's a good one to laugh about. (laughs) Um, There's there's quite a few things in this movie where it's just like, you you can tell they're just having fun with it, so I, I would recommend it. Just, like, sit down with a friend and just watch it, because it's, it's fun. Real quick, I just want to say one joke that absolutely cracks me up. Um, at the end of the movie, the guy is running through the field, 
Um, and he, the corn is getting him, which in and of itself is very funny to watch, um, them use literal corn practically as a weapon. Um, it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, and then the kid helps cut the corn off him and the guy's like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And the kid just looks at him and deadpan, excuse me. And I just fucking, (laughs) it's so good. Oh, knee slapper. Okay. (laughs) Uh, um i guess i don't really have any last thoughts aside from what i've already said i'm looking at a picture now of um isaac just like staring through the window at the beginning and and yeah he is a really good stare oh Mm. yeah his eyes are like that x-ray vision kind of thing where it's like oh he sees my thoughts Malachi did a good job being um, an imposing force of just, like, you know, being, like, very blunt, brutal energy. Like, that kid really nailed that thing of just being very loud and aggressive. And, like, I could believe that this kid would take over a cult. Please don't, though. Yeah. I think I've said most of what I needed to say. I just think this movie's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um... Yeah, um, everyone does a really good job of making this just a fun experience, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our interview coming up. And, uh, happy spooky season, y'all. It's October. It is. We're doing it. Run through a cornfield. Join a cult. Don't do that. Yeah, join a cult. (laughs) Maybe don't, Don't. maybe don't do that. (laughs) Um. um, you can find us on twitter at netflix underscore in underscore kill we also have a patreon and any money that comes our way helps us keep our show running Um, in addition we have some merchandise so if you are into stickers that have awesome badass designs that marty made Go to our Etsy page, and Mm -hmm. um, everything is linked on our Twitter. So you can get to any of our stuff from there. Um, Special shout out to Jenna and Miyoko for uh, being some of our higher tier donors. We appreciate every single one of our patrons, but you two get a shout out in particular for being awesome. And... uh, once again, thank you just for listening, for joining us for this special spooky season. It's going to be really great this year. I'm going in with a full enthusiasm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh shit, I oh, forgot great. to make a joke about how this film's corny. Damn it. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play the outro music the yet. <laughs> um, well, be careful walking through cornfields, and may your nightmares be plentiful. Corn. Am I right? <laughs>